Hey everybody, welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian, kick to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. Guys, welcome to another edition of the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. It is Wednesday, September 11th, which means we are a few days away from CSU taking on Arkansas. Today, we're going to talk a little CSU volleyball. I am joined by Ethan Bird, who is a sports producer for CTV, also an intern for us here at BSN Denver. Ethan covers CSU volleyball extensively, knows a lot more about the program than I do. Ethan, thanks for joining me. Uh, of course. I uh, always love to hop on a podcast every now and then. <laughs> it's a big big couple of days coming up for mm-hmm. the program. Obviously got a home-and-home home with CU. They will play the Buffs at Moby Arena on Thursday night. That's going to be the orange-out ag day. Always cool to see the orange and green uniforms. Then they're going to travel to Boulder on Friday to complete the home-and-home. Kind of interesting that they play each other twice. I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. From the program standpoint, if you're the Puffs, you get two chances at them. Not really a trap game that way. Yeah. Yeah, It is kind of weird. Last two years, at least the two years I've been here and watching volleyball, they didn't do that. But I definitely think, you're right, it has a... I think the athletic directors probably thought that one up a little bit. It's uh, always always fun to see CSU take on CU in any sport. Mm -hmm. You know, the the football showdown and basketball are definitely going to get... A lot more attention, but the volleyball program is as successful as it gets at CSU. They have more conference titles than you can count on your hands and toes. Tom Hilbert has been running things for close to three decades now. I mean, really impressive resume. Um, Seasons tend to end in a little bit of a frustrating way, but always fun to ride the excitement of the regular season while they can. Ethan, how how has this team started off to the season? What's your impression of the Rams so far? How dangerous can they be? Oh, I mean, this team is 
it always has the potential to be dangerous. I mean, it's 24 consecutive seasons with 20-plus wins, which is pretty much unfathomable in any sport to do that. Um, but I think where they can get stuck is um, in the backcourt. The frontcourt is, is always solid. you got the three veterans up there. And Brianna Runnels, Chrissy Hillier, and Plina Hogart-Jensen, who have all been playing together for the past three years. But where I've seen some of an issue, um, especially in their one loss against Cal, was in the backcourt. Um, last year you had Maddie Fouts and Amanda Young, who played every set all of last year. And uh, Amanda Young stepped away from volleyball. Maddie Fouts took her talents over to Colorado Mesa. And now you have two... Um, true freshman starting there and transfer from Cre- um, Creighton, Alexa Romoliotis. Tough name to pronounce. It's a mouthful. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, they're, they're starting to step up, um, but you can see where communication, like when when you bring three brand new players in and they're already starting, um, they're, especially um, with Katie Oleksak, our setter. She's one of the best setters in the nation. She was the preseason Mountain West Player of the Year. Um, so Mountain West knows what she's going to do. She's she's an all-around player. I mean, wherever the ball is going, uh, Katie will be. And you can see some of the miscommunication there and their one loss, but then they turned around beat Oklahoma. They swept them, and most recently they swept uh, number 22 Florida State. And over the weekend in the fight in the fort tournament, uh, Alexa Romoliotis set found her way into the CSU record book. She had 44 digs over the weekend in three sets. Dang. Or three, not three matches. Yeah, so the defense is starting to look better for me, but that's where I think the Rams might struggle. So uh, you're not really worried about the offense, then? It's, oh, it's no. more just the, the inexperience in the backcourt yeah. of the defensive side. Definitely, I mean, it's gonna that could be important, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think CSU is going to have a ton of conf- uh, competition as far as competing for that Mountain West title goes. No. I mean, there, there are a few programs that always give them a run for their want money. Wyoming is usually pretty mm-hmm. decent. I'm not sure how the Pokes are, are supposed to be this year. Um, cowgirls, I'm, I, I don't, can't ever remember Whatever if you it's call Cowboys, Cowgirls. It's, it's Cowgirls. Sometimes it says Pokes on their jerseys. It's just Wyoming. Just call them that. Just Wyoming. Um, so is this, a, is this a game where CSU is – is considered a favorite going in the buffs obviously pac 12 bigger conference uh but the rams usually compete pretty well against them i think definitely at home uh at home csu is you you can consider them a favorite especially for an orge out game um fort collins loves their volleyball team uh you you saw it a couple well a couple weekends ago against oklahoma for the whiteout game there are five thousand people in moby for volleyball and that they swept Oklahoma after being beat by um, by Cal, a much worse team than Oklahoma. So I think what's going to be most pivotal probably for the Rams on Thursday is going to be the crowd. I mean, we we're ranked, we've been ranked top fifteen over the past decade in attendance in, over the whole nation in volleyball. We always find ourselves in that top fifteen. I think that home field advantage will be huge for the Rams. They've got to look out for. Um, CU, they're coming in hot. They're five and zero. They just beat number five Illinois, so there's going to be a lot of momentum on the CU side. So I think the most, the most important point for them, will be taking the first set, and 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 instilling some momentum because all five of CSU's wins this year are all sweeps. That's that's definitely interesting. So it's like it's almost like they, 
they dominate or they struggle. Like it's not really yeah. in between. It's a small sample size on the losing side. It's true. But yeah. um just the way Tom Hilbert coaches, it's all about momentum. You know, and, and that's well really about sports. It's, it's if you don't have the momentum you can't get it going. Yeah, and momentum I mean, I think it's a good point. Momentum plays a factor mm-hmm. at all. Um always a great great atmosphere in Fort Collins when it mm-hmm. comes to volleyball. Um what what would you say to someone who's maybe skeptical of of the excitement of a volleyball game? Maybe it maybe they feel it's it's not worth their time, whereas you know basketball or football is like sell sell the casual fan on why they should go to a CSU volleyball game. You're gonna watch the best sport in Fort Collins. I mean, if you if you want to if you want to see the likelihood, if you want to increase your likelihood of seeing a win from from your school, it's definitely gonna be the volleyball team. And also, uh, it's just Moby Madness is something that's really hard to explain to somebody that's not there. I mean. Uh, I haven't been a fan in a little while because I've usually been on the sideline reporting. But even being down there, it's nuts. It's I mean I can't imagine the adrenaline it 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 puts into an athlete. But when you hear five to seven thousand people screaming at the top of their lungs in an enclosed space, it's a it's a really special atmosphere because you can see it in the players, you can see it in the fans. There's there's anticipation with every hit. So I mean, it's it it's so fun. There's no breaks. They every point is you 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 can never guess where a point is going in volleyball, and I think that's what's the most fun part about it. Hey, that's a good point. I think Moby Arena is dope. It's one of the when it's when it's rocking, whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, volleyball. Moby Arena is one of the one of the cooler environments, certainly in the Mountain West. I would say, really, just in sports in general. Mm-hmm. I think. There are some improvements to be made for sure from a facility standpoint, but as far as just a sheer, just like a sheer intense sporting environment, Moby is is a really fun place to be. So I hope that I hope that CU game has a nice crowd. I'm not sure it'll draw quite what Oklahoma did, just no. given the the stakes of that Oklahoma game. There's there's always that one match a year where mm-hmm. it's like pretty damn near close to a sellout. Um, but I, I mean, I imagine there there'll still be five thousand plus for this CU game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna continue with Ethan here in just a sec. I'm gonna try and pick his brain on what it's like being a CSU student, his interest in CSU athletics, stuff like that. We are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, though. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale. But for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. All right, Ethan, give give the folks just a little bit of rundown from yourself. Where are you from? When did you what's, – what's your first CSU sports memory? Ooh. Well, I was born here in Fort Collins. Um, my dad's a pastor, so we moved all around 
Colorado, but he was uh, the pastor here in Fort Collins at the Methodist Church off Stover. So, I mean, being born here, um, my parents, they met here in Fort Collins. Uh, so you could say I was born to bleed green and gold and hate CU. <laughs> um, uh, my earliest memories are um, my godfather and my dad, they watched the showdown every year. I can't even name which year it was, but um, I had been like three or four, and they were just screaming at the TV, um, watching the Rams, and I didn't know what I was screaming about, but I was doing it with them. And I don't know, that really, I, I've I've watched it just about every CSU football game since I was born. So I'd, it's hard to pick an earliest memory. Um, I could pick a favorite memory, probably that 2014 showdown. 2014 was a good one. Mm-hmm. I've talked about that one on the podcast before. That was D. Hart, Alabama transfer, goes for 130-plus, two touchdowns. Rams get second victory of Jim McElwain's tenure. Uh, sets the stage for... What ended up being a really fun 2014 season, Rams go 10-2, yeah. and two, make the Las Vegas Bowl. Las Vegas Bowl, obviously, not not quite such a fun memory, but uh, everything else about that year was fun. Um, I'm, I'm curious, you're one of the few people, like, I've been around CSU students for a long time. Yeah. Um, I was, but it took me way longer than it should have to get through school, uh, <laughs> mostly because I was doing a lot of media stuff and not yeah. a lot of class, but... Um, I know what it's like. Um, you know, I, I have that unique perspective too, having watched CSU for my entire life. My dad graduated from here. I watched CSU sports as a kid, had the Rams jersey, the whole the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's obviously not common. Um, out of out of you know your friends, not not the ones that cover CSU. You know, just your friends from school. What percentage would you say actually are interested in CSU athletics? Mm. that's tough I mean my freshman year it was probably a higher number that was 17 when the football team was putting out a good product I mean I'd probably around it was I mean because the canvas had just been built as the first season so I feel like the hype was a little bigger there I'd probably say around 55 60 percent of students I came into contact with were interested but now it's probably I'd say around forty forty five percent. I mean, yeah, people are busy, so it's harder for them to get to events and stuff. But it's a little disheartening. It's kind of hard to see the student body not as not have as much school spirit as you'd like to see. Where do you think the lack of interest just stems primarily from losing, or is it just yeah. they just don't even care about sports? Period. I mean. There's always going to be those ones who don't care about sports. I mean, we all run into them. But I feel like over this year could be is could be huge for football in a turning if they can make a turning point. But last year, I mean, it was a completely different atmosphere in Canvas as a fan. Um I make sure that I don't have to cover football cuz I like to go to football as a fan. Um but like my freshman year like when we opened it up against Oregon State and we won late I mean, that was some of the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event. I mean, the 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 stadium was f- completely full. Everybody was going crazy. The homecoming game after that, I can't remember who we played homecoming game of 17. But it was the, f- the first, like, outright sellout of Canvas. It was Ab- uh, no, Abilene Christian was the Ag-, Ag Day that year. I can't remember. Might have been Nevada. 
I no. think it was Nevada. I think it was the night game against Nevada. When we came back and won that one. And Gallup had a massive game in that. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I'd like to... To be honest, I, I, I'd i like to think that winning would create more interest, and, and to a small degree, I think it would. I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical, I guess, just given... Mm-hmm. You know, I've been around the team for a long time now, They've and the thing is, is, like, as bad as 2018 was, like, they went to five straight bowls before that. Yeah, and... Uh, so it's just, like... Ah, like it's just it, it's especially like a college fan is so fickle it's especially a student is so fickle I mean especially like imagine if you were a freshman last year and like a, a freshman from out of state knew nothing about CSU just knew they wanted to come to school and they go to every home game last year and see what to win did we win two at home they'd be New Mexico at home, yeah. and they beat um, Arkansas. Arkansas home, yeah. So two home wins, and you you see two out of six. That you go to six home games, and you see two wins. Like that, that's the perspective I'm coming from, especially like for a new freshman class. No, it's a good point. I mean, yeah. it, it, it definitely the 2018 season was not one that would get you jazzed about college football if you were a passive college football fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think CSU institutionally. They've got to figure it out because we're they're spending a ton of money on athletics and oh yeah I'm all for it I'm trust me this isn't a this isn't a podcast where I'm gonna bash on investing in athletics I think athletics can do great things to raise the profile of a university I think athletics do a great thing just for alumni and bringing everybody back to campus and and what they can do to be uniting so I'm not gonna bash on that but. The reality is, is if if these teams don't start winning more consistently, and I say teams, there are a lot of programs that have had success. Softball is coming off of its best season ever. Yep. Volleyball, obviously, consistent as it gets. Women's basketball had a really tough year last year, but, but six or seven years before that, really consistent. Track and field, dominant. Um, yeah. Them in New Mexico are, are phenomenal, not just in, for the Mountain West, but nationally, really just great programs. But, you know, football and basketball, they really, they got to figure it out. And I think both of them have good coaches. I know Ram fans are really stoked on Nico Medved right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but w- w- what do you feel like the student body's read on Mike Bobo is? Like, when you hear random conversations that where Bobo comes up, what where, what's the tone? It's a very uninformed opinion. Um, especially last year, you could talk to three out of four Ram or as CSU students, and they would all probably say fire Bobo. Um, because, I mean, that's kind of the line that is set in the NFL. You come out, you have a really bad season. Like, I mean, it's like in professional sports, you have a bad season, and odds are your head coach is getting fired. But that's not how it works, really, in collegiate athletics. And um, I don't think people are informed on the amount of respect that um, the athletic executives and uh, the football team have from Mike Bobo. Um, I think that he's a really special coach and he has a lot of talent. He um, he was hurt last year with his um, with his health. He missed a lot of pre-camp. Um, he wasn't he couldn't be there for the team. I think early in the season. I don't think that helped a lot, especially with the new defensive coordinator last year. Um, but yeah, I feel like. The student body needs to be more informed about the football team and his l- athletics. 
I mean, I've, I mean. I've defended Mike Bobo for a long time. Um, just ate the mic there a little bit, so sorry if that was kind of loud. Uh, it's everybody listening. But, um, you know, to be honest, like, it's tough to logically defend 0-5 against CU, you know, 1-4 against Wyoming, 1-4 against Air Force, 0-4 against bowl games. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for Mike Bobo. I think he's a good mm-hmm. person. I think offensively he's he's quite brilliant, and we've seen pretty consistent offensive numbers throughout his his tenure as head coach of the Rams. But it is a it, it's a results first business, and that's something he says frequently. Um, how many how many wins do you feel like Mike Bobo needs to get this year to win over you know the the people that are maybe calling for his job to win them over? Oh. To tread water, he's got to go 500. He's got to get six in order to tread water. Um, but in order to, like, really prove that he belongs here and he should keep his job, it's got to be seven or eight. I mean, it's got to be a complete turnaround. I mean, this is a make-or-break year for him. It's definitely a good point. I mean, it's coming off a of three and nine with, with how much he's being paid. They have to win more. He did turn down the $100,000 bonus last year, which is something we've heard about. Uh, just so many times i think it, it's kind of corny now and mm-hmm. when people bring it up at this point uh admirable move by mike bobo i'm I'm not dogging on him or by any means i think it was a a pr stunt more than anything which hey that's part of the business so good for him good good to whoever he has in his corner suggesting that if he ends up turning around the program yeah. he'll make that back and then some um but man i think a lot of I think a lot of Ram fans are they're running low on patience. I think this Arkansas game is going to be interesting because we're really going to see where CSU is at as a program. Over the last couple of years, they've they've gone down to SEC country, competed pretty well with Alabama twice, got smacked around by Florida last year. Yeah. What's your gut feeling going into this game? Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I mean, uh, our offense, if – you watch our offense, you're like, man, that's a good offense. And then you look at the how many turnovers that they have. I mean, how many – How many they turned over the ball twice on Saturday? Twice, yeah, and then one other fumble that went out of bounds. Yeah, so they had three – two turnovers, one fumble against an FCS team. I mean, it, I, I don't – if you're – I feel like if you're going to be watching the Arkansas game, I feel like the Rams have a chance, but it's going it's not going to be a very pretty football game at all. I mean, Arkansas, we saw last year, I mean, they're in the cellar of the SEC. They are not that great of a team. So, if you're watching it to watch good football, <laughs> I don't know if uh you'll be completely satisfied, but if you're watching it to see CSU put up a fight, I think you will be satisfied. It's definitely going to be a big moment for this team. I think they have the talent to compete. One of oh, the yeah. one of the things that is going to be huge. I talked about it a ton yesterday. I'm going to write about it more, and you'll probably get tired of me hearing about it if you listen to this podcast every day. But it's going to be stopping the run because Arkansas they had three running backs run for f- at least five yards a carry last year against CSU. One guy ran for nine. That's Rakeem, mm-hmm. the Dream Boyd. If the name sounds familiar, he's from Independence University. Uh, was on one of those seasons, The Last Chance U, uh, before Jason Brown lost his rocker or whatever and 
said some regrettable tweets or what I don't remember <laughs> what exactly he did. Said texted people's insults. I don't know. He was a crazy yeah. dude. Uh, but I'm definitely interested in in seeing this CSU Arkansas game. Give me a score prediction right now. It's oh, just on your gut. You put me on the spot right now. Score prediction. CSU thirty one. Arkansas twenty eight. Going with the CSU victory, bold. Um, yeah, just I'm just gonna say bold. I, I don't really know if if I would bet on the Rams at this point. I I think they're gonna give the Hogs a run for their money. I just think it's such a tough task to beat an an SEC team in their own territory. I especially think Arkansas is gonna be pissed off after what CSU did last year. But like you said, man, they're kind of trash. They're they're not good. The offense has not looked good in their first two games. Mm-mm. They're still kind of trying to discover their identity under Chad Morris. Um, but at the end of the day, they're they just the depth, the speed, the size. We'll see. I'm 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 hoping for a competitive game. I think the the Rams have the talent to do so. But Ethan, thank you so much for joining me. It's fun course. to talk a little CSU volleyball. Oh, yeah. I'd like to do it more in the future. Um, yeah, tell the people where they can follow you on social media, all that jazz. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ethan underscore Bird underscore. Um, if you want to see any of my work at CTV, sports underscore CTV. Uh, I I like to work here at BSN. I, you haven't seen a lot of my stuff. I mainly did graphics over the summer for them. So a lot of my stuff was on the Instagram. But I'll be more involved here. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking Rams doing things about Rams athletics. It's a good time. All right. Ethan's a good kid. Definitely check out what he's doing for us as well as CTV. Everyone at CTV, they're good people. They're my people. I am a Rocky Mountain student media alum. As most of you know that have followed me for a couple of years now, I used to work for the Collegian, which is like this brother, sister, however you want to phrase it, of CTV. Yeah. Uh, we're one big, giant, happy family over here. <laughs> Uh, but Ethan has a lot of talent. I'm excited to have him on the podcast. We'll have him on again in the future. Uh, Ethan, thank you. Thank you.